What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Clarkside Podcast. It's uh, me, Matt, and uh, Cam, me obviously being Ryan. We um, obviously. are th- three college roommates who live together on Clark Street. We love Star Wars, so we figured we'd um, start a podcast called the Clarkside, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so the idea kind of just um, came to me the other night, texted Matt, talked to Cam, and we decided to... Uh, to give it a shot. So if you guys want to just go around, introduce yourself, and maybe say like uh, something that got you hooked on Star Wars, maybe an early memory or something like that. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Okay, I guess I'm going first. Uh, I, this voice is Matt. Uh, I guess, uh, let's see, an early memory of Star Wars would probably, probably be sitting in my living room with my dad watching the original trilogy for an entire Saturday while I was holding my stuffed Yoda plushie that I had when I was a small child. (laughs) Damn, sitting in your uh, living room with your man dad? It's pretty sus, Matt. I mean, you know... Hey, that sounds like like a great Saturday to me. I was like (laughs) eight. My dad is a man. (laughs) Can't confirm. Nice. Um, I'm Cameron. This is Cameron's voice. Um, I would say my earliest memory of Star Wars. It's kind of weird, honestly. Um, but is like you ever have those just like moments where you like you remember being sick as a child because like up until then, you know, it was like that's the most traumatic experience that you ever had was just being sick. Um, yeah. I think being sick, like sick, having the fever when I was like seven or eight or something, and I was just watching like empire strikes back in my bed like curled up in a ball with some like red g2 next to me that's kind of what i remember you know that's that was like my my earliest comforting moment with star wars i was like wow things couldn't be worse right now but they also couldn't be better at the same time nothing uh nothing better than star wars on a sick day dude i know it's so good (laughs) my mine is honestly it's super lame but for some reason this is the most like early like clear memory that i have of star wars it's me it was like me my sister my dad we were in my like childhood bedroom like in california and we were talking about watching a a star wars movie that night and me and my sister like didn't know the names of the movies so i was like oh i want to watch the one with the guy with the big ears and she was like well i want to watch the one with the with the kid in it and my dad was like you're both talking about the phantom menace like we can watch that one and we were like nice and so that's like that's like my earliest like Star Wars memory, which is like so lame that it's the Phantom Menace. I was about to say <laughs> the fact say, yeah. that both of you wanted to watch the Phantom Menace kind of sets up your position on Star Wars. Hey man, in uh, in twenty in twenty years, there's gonna be a few kids sitting down being like, my earliest memory was probably uh, when I saw the Last Jedi for the first time, and I just I just <laughs> fell in love. I and I pity those children. Yeah. yeah, I also pity those tough. grown adults, like we, the one that we live with, who also says that is his fondest Star Wars memory. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have Cause on here one time to to uh, talk about his uh, opinions. But yeah. we'll get into uh, as you, as I'm sure you guys could probably uh, uh, guess, we're not big, we're not huge sequel fans here. Hashtag not a sequels podcast. Hashtag but uh, we'll get we'll get into uh we'll get into you know our rankings of the movies and uh you know what we think about each movie in in a later episode but right now because it's the it's a hot topic um star wars project i think we're going to talk about some uh mandalorian season one and season two in this episode it's going to be heavy into mando we're we're three big advocates of the mandalorian nothing better than mando fridays huge huge episode drop you gotta love it um so just overall thoughts on like kind of like the the beginning of the mandalorian and like season one and like this first step of disney into taking like star wars and making it a disney plus project um i mean i guess i'll i'll jump in and just kind of say a few words i mean i think i will always be i will always and forever think of star wars as like the jedi and I know a lot of people don't like that. I know, like, especially, like, our roommate Cause doesn't like that. He's a huge advocate for, like, let's branch away from the Jedi and let's get something new. Um, and I 
am such a strong advocate in the other direction just because I love the Jedi. They're freaking sick. They're they're honestly sick. And like if you just dis- if you disagree with that, like I don't even know. And you like Star Wars at the same time? I mean, I don't know what you're there for. Like I really don't. Um, but like so, I mean, at the beginning of the like season one, I was kind of like you know, like this is cool. But I was like, I could definitely use um, some space wizards right now. Um, but I mean, yeah. after, you know, the end of season two, obviously, I think my, my two season long craving was finally uh, fulfilled. But I, I mean, overall, I think the Mandalorian's cool. It's something, it's, I mean, it's Star Wars, you know? It's like, I'm definitely going to watch it, like, when it comes out. Yeah, I think, I think it's really good world building. Yeah. Because you really only see Star Wars from the perspective of Jedi up until the Mandalorian, even with um, like Rebels and the Clone Wars. Like it's those are two shows that are very Jedi centric still. And so I think that seeing it from this like random like person who's just like a dope ass warrior is like really cool. For sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, my thoughts on it are Disney acquired this empire of content from George Lucas and it's got so many longtime fans, it's got so many hardcore fans, I don't think I mean they just announced all of these shows about characters that we know and I think if they had done that instead of Mandalorian first it would have been terrible I think going with a character nobody knows in a setting that we aren't familiar with is a great way to start because nobody has expectations nobody's going to be like oh they they messed up this character because it's mm-hmm. all original characters mm-hmm. and i think now that they've kind of like cemented that they've got the right people working on it and they're trying to do a good job with it i i think now people are feeling more comfortable with the okay we'll let them take ahsoka tano we'll let them take boba fett we 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 see that they're trying to do a good job by the source material and so i i actually i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna agree uh not with cam but with cause on this one i'm gonna say i'm i'm glad there is minimal to no jedi involvement in the mandalorian and i am not at all opposed to seeing things outside of uh the jedi I couldn't. I couldn't agree more with like what you said about like their the choices that they made. Like I think a movie like Solo really suffers by giving you Han Solo by somebody who's not Harrison Ford, and like that can kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth. Even though I think that's a, that's one of my, that's one of the movies that I like. I like really like Solo, but I think it does suffer because it's like, hey, look at this iconic character, but it's like not by this. Mm-hmm. iconic people actor. have expectations for that character that's why that's why exactly. like rogue one did better than solo because you're going mm-hmm. into it and you're like i don't know who these people are i have no expectations for how they should act or how they should be yeah, yeah. rogue one also didn't follow the last jedi <laughs> <laughs> i think people what were a little mean, yeah. a little done with so oh it's star wars and but another thing that you said matt that i really um agree with and i think is important is the people behind the show i think that it's just, it's about goddamn time you just give the keys to Dave Filoni and John Favreau already. I think we've seen enough of Kathleen Kennedy and, like, what she can do for Star Wars. I put that in quotes. But I think that, I think that John and Dave have proved that they're the people who should be head at Lucasfilm and have complete creative direction. I mean, John yeah. Favreau really is just a, a fantastic producer, period. I mean... yeah especially when it comes to this kind of stuff because he's a huge nerd but i mean like elf the marvel <laughs> cinematic universe like the mandalorian he 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 puts he puts a lot of work into all of his stuff and it, and it clearly shows and i think i'm glad to see that he's getting more recognition and more like time to do the stuff that he wants to because i mean even even when he wasn't quite as popular like he was he was coming out with good movies and doing good stuff so i and obviously Dave Filoni is secretly George Lucas's love child, so... <laughs> yeah, you're he's, never, never going to hear a, uh, a bad word about Dave Filoni on this show. No, Dave, Cam's, Dave Filoni... Cam's first piece of homework for this show is, is to watch The Clone Wars. And Dave so he'll, Filoni he, can you'll, do You'll understand one day, Cam. Do, don't, you, don't, you don't have to watch the, the, the movie. You don't have to watch The Clone Wars movie. you got to yeah. watch the show, though. The, the, the movie, show. we don't need to talk about the movie too much. 
Yeah, no, it's on my to-do list. I mean, I have absolutely nothing to do starting, like, yesterday, so I'm on it. Yeah, dude, just, just pop some real in and just keep watching The Clone Wars <laughs> until you're done with it. It's only you seven kinda, You kind of gotta, you gotta suffer through, like, the first couple seasons with Ahsoka because they kind of purposely make her a little annoying to show, like, character growth. But, I mean, personal opinion, I think she's one of the best characters in Star Wars, period. So here's, like, for, one, of, here's one of my questions. Uh, should you watch Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated series, in the order that it was released or in the chronological order of the episodes for the timeline? Because they didn't release it chronologically, so there are yeah. episodes that bounce all over the place and like go to different points in time. That's true. I don't think I don't think we should talk too much about the Clone Wars right now because okay. I want to do after Cam watches myself. it. I want to do a whole like thing on the Clone Wars because we'll, it's one of my we'll favorite that, Star Wars things. We will talk but more be, about the Clone Wars. But that is that is a good point because Cam still has to watch it. I say just watch it in order that it's released. I think either way. Either way is fine. Yeah. But so just anyway, watch it, like straight through. Just watch yeah. it straight through. But uh, anyway. Season one of the Mandalorian. What were you guys' like takeaways from that season? Like, what did you think of? What did you think of Mando? What did you think as think of uh, Baby Yoda? Like, um, I mean, like, like I said, I'm a huge Jedi person, but I also agree with what you guys were saying about like, you know, like, I'm totally down for other, other shit to Star Wars. Like, I mean, I'm not like, I didn't think that anything was bad. I actually thought it was, I thought it was a really cool and like refreshing thing like i mean i always thought growing up i mean not really knowing anything about the mandalorians or mandalore or like bounty hunters and shit but i always thought like jango fett and boba fett were like the sickest like top five sickest looking people in star wars so i mean like right off the rip yeah. mando's sick you know like for me yeah but i he's, thought it was he's like dope. He, he's sick i mean it, i really appreciated like the refreshing and just like different like take on it because i mean especially after like the um the sequel movies were just like not doing it for me and like Mm -hmm. i was like wow like like is like disney like are they just absolutely costing this entire this entire overtake of the lucasfilm thing but like mandalorian was a nice like okay like there's some hope here you know and i think like you were saying with like dave filoni and um john favreau like i mean i don't know too much about them but like it seems like you know they've kind of like been able to work out certain kinks and like kind of come back from their downfalls like not their downfalls but like star wars downfalls in general yeah star wars star wars in my opinion always will work better as a tv show really i i think getting across the narratives and like just like trying to trying to like get the scope of what is actually happening in an entire universe will always be better in a TV show just because you have more time. You can focus on each individual element more. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine if A New Hope was, like, was, was like in the style of The Mandalorian. It was eight episodes yeah. long, 45 minutes each. We would get more details. We would see, like, more growth from Luke. Uh, not, not, not at all saying that the movies are bad, except for the sequel. Uh, but... <laughs> Matt confirmed hates the original trilogy. No, 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 that is that is absolutely not true. But I I think Star Wars as a whole will consistent consistently work better as a TV show. I was I actually sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Cam. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I was thinking about this actually the other day when I was watching the last like when when Luke shows up in the last episode of season two and like. Yeah, but yeah, spoil it. Whatever. We'll we'll, we'll um, put a spoil. I mean, I'm sure nobody will listen to this that hasn't already seen the end of season two. I'm sure nobody will listen to this. That's <laughs> yeah, a good yeah, point. Yeah. Period. Um, but like when I was watching that, like obviously, like that was sick. Like undeniably, that was sick when Luke came back. And like the entire time, I was like, I was like, no, like no way. Um, but like when they, I didn't this- think I didn't think there was a chance in hell that they were going to use Luke in yeah, season I two. I, I, I thought I mean, it was going to be Ezra. I thought Ezra was going to pull out of nowhere and I'd be like, "Yo, dog, how did you get back? Where have <laughs> you was, been?" It was like it was awesome, but like the face thing, like like how they did up his face and everything, and like with the CGI and shit. I mean, like, like I wasn't like mad about it, but I was like, oh, "Okay, that definitely looks weird." And like the second mm-hmm. that that happened, I was like, "I really wish that like." we got more content like you were saying Matt. like 
in between the original trilogy to show Luke's Ruth, or even after the original trilogy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, about, like, yeah. like right then and there, like, in between Return of the Jedi um, and The Force Awakens, like, like what the hell is this guy doing? And I feel like that would fill in, and I think that's what they're going to do now. I just kind of wish that it wasn't with, like, a, a shitty version of Luke, or, like, maybe, like, a different actor. You know, I just kind of wish that it was, like, yeah. there was it more was plot filled in. Yeah. Yeah, I you like, I like how this first time that we saw him it was a de-aged mark hamill yeah but i think next time if he's going to be in this rogue squadron movie or if he's going to be continue to have a larger role in the mandalorian i think that you kind of have to give it to somebody like a sebastian stan who you you know you can get to look like him and it can be like you know like okay but like if he's gonna have if he's gonna be able to have a bigger role you're gonna not need to just be de-aging him the whole time because it looks it looks Obviously fine, we'll but never, when he's talking, uh, it just looks so strange. When he's talking, Obviously his mouth we'll never doesn't go even back move. To... Yeah, it's it's very hard to emote CGI faces like that. It's very hard to get like emotion, and I think that's that's the biggest problem. I mean, even even with Princess Leia, with mm. what they did with Carrie Fisher in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, you you can tell like there's just it's no emotion. Because you can't mm-hmm. getting it to like express uh, actual emotion as people are talking is just such a hassle, and it just it doesn't come out right. And I yeah. I agree with the oh we see him for like two minutes, give it to Mark Hamill, we'll make him look young. I'm okay with that, and I absolutely agree. If if he's got more screen time, get a new actor. I am I understand we will we will never get back twenty year old Mark Hamill pre-motorcycle accident but i am i am a-okay with uh with getting a different actor who looks kind of like him to to play luke skywalker did did they actually is that confirmed that they brought mark hamill back by the way like for that episode yes that was that was actually him standing in there oh wow all right so now that we're kind of we've kind of moved on to season two one thing that i want to bring up is episode one of season two when we first watched it i watched it with cam and we both kind of didn't love it because I feel like the at the end of season one, the stakes are so high with Baby Yoda and um, the Imperials and just like this whole thing. It was like, oh my gosh, like where is season two going to go? And then the stakes seemed rather low in season two where it was like Mando's just kind of like on Tatooine with this guy fighting the, the Alaskan bullworm. And the great, the great dragon. <laughs> yeah. And or it's kind of like, what, what, what are we doing here? But after seeing this season two, I think it's a much more important episode than I thought it was when I saw it. Because I think it is supposed to show not like plot development, but development in Din, in Mando. Because as season two opens, we see him willing to kill this random guy, the Marshal, and then risk his own life to get this armor back and uphold the way of the Mandalorians. And by the end of season two, we've seen him take his helmet off in the Imperial base to find out where Baby Yoda is and take his mask off when he's saying goodbye to Baby Yoda, kind of going against the ways of the old ways of the Mandalorian, the Watch, Death Watch, whatever you want to call him. And so I think that that first episode of this season really shows, like, sets up his character arc for this season where he's kind of realizing, like, these old random traditions that I follow aren't as important as what George Lucas has always said Star Wars is about family. He's kind of, he's kind of like in the first episode, he's like, yeah, I love being in this cult. And then by the last episode, he's like, oh shit, I was in a cult. Yeah. It's like, he's, it's like, he thinks he's nothing without the cult. And then he realizes he's nothing without what he loves. And that is baby Yoda. He's a little Grogu. Yeah. I mean, so, Cam, like, what are what are your thoughts on that? Because I know that you didn't like the episode. Yeah, I mean, I I I get like exactly where you're coming from, and like at the time of the episode, and then especially once we um, ran into Bo-Katan and um, whatever the other girl's name was, I kind of caught that vibe when they were like, like, oh, that's the Death Watch. It's not like the actual like like you could tell like it was going down a path where it was like, okay, Din is about to realize that the Mandalorian is not what he thought it was. And, like, he's going to have a kind of personal transformation. And, like, I'm down with that. And I thought that was great. I just thought, like, the... And I've kind of always felt this way. And honestly, this is kind of going down a little tangent here. But the actor that plays that lady on Tatooine, 
gotta go. And she's she's gotta go. Like her her lines are just terrible. Like she's just a bad actor. And maybe it's the writing, but it's like that whole like episode. I was just like, what are we doing here? And I think that, I think. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I or just just something quick. I think with that lady, we see a Disney flaw that we also see a lot in the sequels, where it's just not a necessary character. Yes. Yes. Like there's in well, season are, one, there's an easier way to get the ship repaired, and in season two, there's an easier way for him to get the speeder bike. Like she does, she just doesn't really have like she's not essential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and when you're putting out her, and when each season is eight episodes and it is at a max forty five minutes long, you don't have time for non essential characters. Mm-hmm. Her her main use is here. Hold this baby. <laughs> while I go do some yeah, stuff. <laughs> because later in she season just yells two, at the droids. Here, yeah, later in season two. Here's this baby. Let me go chill with this guy who's got one half of Anakin Skywalker's pod racer for some reason. Yeah. Like, and then later in season two, it's like he just has some random person repair the ship. And then they they put a tracking device on it. And it's like, that's Those that's probably one where you could have... calamari. Yeah, where you put could have put, like, more, uh, more plot devices into. But, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, I, I think that, like, also, we we kind of talked about this, like, when it first happened and we were having this debate. Like, if The Mandalorian was, like, released like Netflix does their shit when it's just, like, they kind of throw it all out there, right? Like, I think <laughs> that I do agree and I've thought about it a bit. Like, I think it would be a lot, like, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have thought as much about the first episode as I did when it came out. I think it's just because, like, yeah. there is that weak pause in between where it's, like, we just came off the highest climax of season two. And, like, I felt like, personally, I felt like Din was a completely different character than he was in, like, the first episode of season two. And, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, literally, this guy was just, like, he was like, I'm wearing your armor. You can't have it. And, by the way, we also have this giant bullworm that we need killed. So how about you do me a solid it's like it's like in what world like in just logical reasoning would like the mando like what world would mando have to be like you know what i'll go risk my life to get that off of you instead of just like obliterating this guy like i get what you mean about like yeah it's like his kind of character development yeah i think i think it was you that said uh you know when when the marshal's like it sounds like we both have a problem it's like it sounds like you have two problems bro. yeah (laughs) that guy had two problems and mando was like i guess i'll handle so i i agree with you that the, that mando's motivation in that specific episode is kind of weird and it's like dude like just shoot this guy and like move on yeah but like i i now now seeing like like i mean and this is my own personal opinion and what i'm reading into it but now seeing that it's like it's a more ne- it's more necessary about what he's doing than the why i can kind of like appreciate it a little bit more and like what you're saying about like if netflix they did it like Netflix where they dropped everything. Like if you got that instant gratification of episode two, three, and four, like in the same day, it would probably play like not as bad, but if we if we saw his character development like Billy from Stranger Things season three, we would all be like, Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. See, my, my biggest problem with that episode is the uh, fight a big monster that can only be destroyed from the inside cliche. <laughs> I'm like that's that's Classic. a bit overplayed. Classic. Like, all right, yeah, he's gonna fly in and blow it up from the inside. Like, yeah. no yeah. shit. But and then I mean, and besides then, that, for me, that episode was was not. I had no complaints for that episode. Yeah, it's it's a very exciting episode for sure. But uh, episode two with the frog lady, I loved the creepy frozen spider things. Oh, I thought mm. I thought hashtag make Star Wars creepy again Let was me like tell was a you. great take about the boner i have for those things because (laughs) those are original concepts for creatures that luke was supposed to meet on dagobah in the empire strikes back in in the original concept art george lucas drew something or whoever he had drew uh a picture of luke meeting this like weird like spider creature with like the mouth in the middle and all the eyes on dagobah Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be, like, the thing in the water that, like, attacked R2. But then they scrapped it and just went for, like, that nothing that we got to see. The the, and, the Jaws creature? Yeah, the, <laughs> the thing that we just, like, we catch a glimpse of, but we don't actually know what it is. And yeah, then, cool. for those of you who have watched Rebels, so Kim is going to have no idea what I'm talking about, they brought him I back. Haven't, I haven't seen Rebels either. 
Well, you haven't seen maybe, Rebels maybe after you finish The Clone Wars, you and I can watch Rebels together. Y'all should definitely right. watch Rebels. Yeah. It, it gets weird, but it's it's worth watching. So I'm, I'm just speaking, I guess, now to the audience. They, they bring those creatures back in Rebels, and they're actually significant for a, a bit of Rebels, too. And I, and I thought linking that kind of to, like, the TV show and, like, the original concepts and, like, the fact that, like, they're going back and being like, oh, these are ideas that we didn't use or ideas mm-hmm. that we used a little bit but could definitely get more reaction from people. I, I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. I not to, not to go too much. Not to go too much into in this episode, because again, I want to do like a whole episode on like him and his stuff that he does for Star Wars. But Cam, the only thing that you need to know about Dave Filoni is that it's ex- it's pretty much accepted like in like light in like the Star Wars community that if it comes out of Dave Filoni's mouth, it's essentially coming out of George Lucas's because they worked so closely together for the Clone Wars TV show mm-hmm. that like if he's saying it, he knows that like George Lucas is okay with it. So okay. he's kind of, he's kind of like, like the prodigal Dave, son. Dave right. Filoni is number one on George Lucas's Christmas card list every year. He's just he's right <laughs> yeah. at the top. Him and his cowboy hat get that Christmas card before everyone else every year. All right, but I um, think I, I, can I think guy. yeah, he's got he's always in a cowboy hat. Always yeah. in a cowboy hat. Fucking king shit. Wish <laughs> I could pull off a cowboy hat. My uh, my favorite episode from this season, I think, though, was probably out, outside of the season finale because I think that that was just incre- I think that's some of the best 45 minutes of Star Wars that's out there, including the original trilogy. But um, I think my favorite <laughs> <Hot> episode. <take. laughs> I mean, is it though? Black for that one. <laughs> is it though? Uh, you know, it's Star Wars, I mean, so everyone. Okay, actually, let everyone, me, every, let me, everyone's let me re- picking a side on Star Wars. So let me revise gonna, that take. You're going to get people being like, yeah, Ryan. You're going to be people going to be like, yeah, fuck this guy. Hey, man, that's right, what a what, podcast well, is about. Also, I, mean I guess by... we're, unless we're going to bleep that, I guess we're a uh, we're not safe for work podcast because I just said fuck, so oh, sorry. Me? We're, we're definitely fucking dropping some F-bombs Oh, okay, perfect. Um, Screw sensors. But um, let me revise the take. I think that... See, the season finale of season two of The Mandalorian is one of the very few things that can hold up to the original trilogy in enjoy- enjoyability for me personally. But anyway, outside, outside of that episode, I think my favorite episode this season was, I think it's episode four, The Jedi with Ahsoka Tano. I think, mm-hmm. again, I said it earlier, I think she's one of the best characters in Star Wars. And I think that episode is just so, like, just like chef's kiss. Like, I think, <laughs> I think she's so good in it. I think Mando's great in it. I think... As we learned in that episode, I think Grogu's great in it. I think her duel with the Magistrate is incredible. And I think it does a lot to not only like in, reintroduce his character and progress Din and Grogu, but it progresses the plot really well, too. I think it's great pacing. I think the, the cold open um, Mandalorian episodes are some of the best ones. Yeah. I, I'd say that like I love... I'm, I'm going to kind of take this down like a... A, a different path here so like the first right. couple episodes of this season i was like pretty frustrated with it and like ryan I, like i mean when we were watching it together you like you know this but i was just kind of like like let's get to the point here like let's like let's stop like freaking mando's ship getting like a little broken so he says like a pit stop and he has to go here and it's like it's like the whole like the first couple episodes were just like holy shit like like what? Like we know where this guy's going. Like, can we just get there? Like, not in like five episodes. So like, at a season four sh- like showed up, and I was like, or not season four, episode four. I was like, I was like, and they just kind of cold opened it with Ahsoka, and I was like, this is like what I needed. Like, thank you. I think honestly, like, I'm so tired of like, and now now we know all of it with like Disney, like, you know. Of, like announcing like a different a much different shit like that they're gonna put out star wars but like i feel like they're so reluctant to just give us like wholesome content like right off the rip like kind of like in good portions because they're like they're trying to like they're trying to expand like their life their life you know what i mean you know what i'm talking about like they're trying to like save what they got and like store as much as they can as long as possible so I just really hope that they're like careful with that because like I like again like I loved see like episode four I was like holy shit this is great finally like some like direction here but like mm-hmm. it's it took too long for me like that could have come like 
an episode before maybe even two like i was just like let's at least like the end of episode two like you know what i mean yeah i see what you're saying about how disney they are kind of like the build-up i mean think about it they did they did a whole trilogy for the most um probably the most valuable intellectual property in the world and the second uh movie in that trilogy they're so about the build-up they don't even have plot or character development in that movie yeah they're so they're so about the build-up they're like we're not we're not giving they're just stuck on a ship for 12 hours yeah Yeah, Yeah. that's it that's the whole that's the whole plot of the movie yeah and he uh you know because you can watch empire and it's like oh well luke was you know luke's kind of on dagobah for like a long time but nope uh in the beginning of that movie they say we have 16 hours worth of fuel left (laughs) ray was on Octu or whatever for like 16 hours <laughs> yeah but um anyway but yeah we again we, we can we can get into that at a later date don't need to don't need to be so negative on the on the first episode all right well then i guess i guess it's time for me to get into my hot take okay which which might be a bit controversial now but i think mm-hmm. as as we age and as we grow as people you'll come to agree with me I like the season one finale better than the season two finale. Okay. Well, how so? I think the action is more exciting with season one finale overall. I think the stakes felt a bit higher. And I think like the, the climax at the end with like Mando finally taking his helmet off. We see his face for the first time. Like he, he lets a droid do that. He's fighting Gideon. He, he jetpacks up to his TIE fighter. And mm. seeing Gideon, like, come out of the TIE fighter with the Darksaber, I, I think I feel like that got me more excited than than the end of Season 2. Like, the, like the end of Season 2, if you take out the part with Luke just absolutely being Luke and just <laughs> stealing the show and just being like, here I am, I know you love me, I, I think the episode overall is, is kind of slow. Uh-huh. And and I think it was yeah. it was predictable. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. If if you take out the climax, the season finale is definitely anticlimactic for sure. Yeah. But but that but that's my point. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. if you if you take out if you take out the climax of the season one finale when Mando is fighting Moff Gideon and everything else that happens in that episode, I uh-huh. think it's in a, I think it's a more exciting episode than the season two finale. I I see that take. I think we're all like very hyped for Luke and the end of season two which again is fantastic and i love the episode but mm-hmm. i think i think as we as we look back on it and as we rewatch it we're gonna be like i think i think the end of season one was was a bit more exciting season two yeah. season two was more fan service season one was more like this is this is what we're doing this is how we're gonna do it mm-hmm. and i yeah. and i think just setting that up was was a uh, more more enjoyable for me I think one thing that the season two finale did for me is it kind of confirmed, or not confirmed, but it kind of like eased my fear of Disney Disneyfying Star Wars. When um, in, I believe it's episode, or yeah, it must be episode six, when it's kind of introduced that the Dark Troopers are actually droids. When that first happened, my first thought was like, like it was, it was literally like, oh no, like, because it's kind of pretty clear that this season is building to either a Jedi or Din using the Darksaber. And I was like, are they just making these Dark Troopers droids so that somebody can slice through it with a lightsaber and you don't have to worry about somebody getting, like, dismembered or, like, dislimbed, whatever you want to call it. Like, I know in Fallen Order, uh, the video game Jedi Fallen Order, like, you can't dismember clone troopers. Like, you can't cut anybody's arm off specifically because Disney told them not to do that. So I was kind of worried about that, but I think that um, having Mando face one droid and having that droid be so overpowered, you kind of almost needed that to be a droid to kind of keep up this the great way that the Mandalorian does, like the power scale. Like they, like um, it's never like oh this person who's picking up a lightsaber for the first time is beating Kylo Ren in a duel. It's you know, you know, Mando is always like really when it comes down to it, Mando's kicking these people's asses. And so when it was a droid, it kind of made sense for it to be a droid because you really had to struggle for it. Mm-hmm. And then you get an even bigger payoff when those droids could come back from being jettisoned into space. And it was like, which oh my totally gosh. makes sense. Like they yeah. they get jettisoned out into space, and you're like, oh, he got rid of them. And then they come back, and you're like, all oh, right, 
their droids. Right. right. They don't have to breathe. <laughs> right. Yeah. They have like jetpacks. That, that kind of raises, oh, I think, to kind of go against what you said, Matt, that kind of raises the stakes of that climax for me because it was like Mando by himself had so much trouble beating one. No way they're going to beat 50. And then having Luke take out 50 with no problem kind of like shows it's it's just a great way of showing how powerful mando is how powerful the droids are and how powerful luke really is yeah i mean i would i would honestly like i i see where you're coming from ryan but like i'd agree with matt here like i think that i mean for me personally outside of these like the uh what are they the dark troopers right like yeah like i wasn't thinking about the dark troopers I mean, and I know that you guys kind of read more into Star Wars than I do. I just kind of, like, watch it at base level. But, like, I really wasn't thinking about the Dark Troopers, like, that much. Like, I was kind of like, okay, this is going to end with with Din and Moff Gideon and, um, and Grogu in some way, shape, or form. And I definitely think, like, I agree with Matt that, like, the interaction and, like, the fighting between... Um, between Din and Moff Gideon was way more, like, interesting. It was way more, like, action-packed. Like, I feel like he took him down way too, like, fast. Like, in in the season finale of uh, season two. Like, like I kind of see what you're saying now. Like, without Luke, like, kind of what is... Like, yeah, like, what are they doing? But, like, I, but also, at the same time, I'm really happy with how season two ended. Oh yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining at all whatsoever. Dear God, no. I I absolutely loved it. I I think I I think again, like just just comparing each episode, I think I prefer the end of season 1 to the end of season 2. Not yeah. saying I don't like the end of season 2. It's fantastic and I Same. love it. But that's uh that's that's just how I feel about the the two finales. Hmm. Yeah. And when, like, I mean, that's fair. When he, like, launched out, like, the Dark Troopers, too, like, into space, like, I thought it was kind of, like, I was like, oh, that door conveniently closed, so one Dark, because I had the same thoughts that, like, that you were having, Ryan, a little bit, I was like, no way this guy, like, takes on all these guys, and then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, the door conveniently closed just as the one Dark Trooper comes out, and, um, I don't know, yeah, it did seem a little, like, lackluster. But I yeah, still not, loved it because Luke came out. It was freaking sick. Not not gonna lie, when when the dark troopers like came back on the jetpacks onto the ship, I I literally said to myself, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They can fly. <laughs> they yeah. can they can do th- they can fly now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez, man. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Oh, I did it. So uh, where do you, where do you guys think that this is going? Like where where do you think where do you think season three goes, and where do you think overall we're headed with Mandalorian? War of Mandalore Part Eight Hundred and Ninety Two because they that's, do it all the time. That's what I think. I think I think Damn season three. I think season three they have a a lot to go because Din is such a different character than we've ever seen now because in like the first episode of the series like. He's just kind of like this cold-hearted, like, bounty hunter. And now that he's essentially been a dad for two seasons, like, he's a very different guy. And so maybe he doesn't just go back to his simple bounty hunter life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, and as he is the rightful ruler of Mandalore right now with the Darksaber, sort of. I think that, I think <laughs> season three is going to be heavy uh, Din and what he really wants to do and yeah. who he really is. And him and the other Mandalorians kind of being like, where, where do we go from here? Because Bo-Katan doesn't seem like she's happy at all. Yeah. yeah. I, think that I think there's going to be a lot of development with, like, the whole, like, and I think we we talked about how, like, there was a little bit of development with Din and, like, how he doesn't just want to be a cold-blooded, like, um, like, bounty hunter anymore and, like, how he's kind of, like, learning more about, like, what the Mandalorian actually is, like, are. I think that oh. was honestly, like, I think that was just, like, kind of a teaser to like next se- like next season i feel like that's going to be kind of the focus like i could see like him and bo-katan and the whole gang like kind of go into mandalore like maybe going like kind of i mean i don't know what mandalore looks what's, right now what's it, left like of under- mandalore yeah what's like it, left of it and just kind of like the empire totally out. just bombarded and blew the shit out of it yeah. at one point so it's probably not looking too hot right now yeah probably not but i'd, I'd love to see like a. I mean and i could see like a huge like 
you know, maybe like Ahsoka pops up, like like uh, Boba Fett pulls up for like just a huge, like I could see a sick final battle scene on like next season. I don't know. I'm Bo- looking really Boba Fett ahead. establishing himself as the head crime lord of the huts, yeah, potentially. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's gonna be cool. huge. That's gonna be huge. Fat, fat Bib Fortuna, maybe. He uses the sheriff on the uh, on Tatooine as like a a mule. That'd be that that it would it all works out. It it adds up. The book bo- the mean, book of the... Boba Fett better be really good because I hear it's I hear it's delaying season three of Mando until uh winter of 2022 oh yeah we're why? getting we're getting book of boba next year and yeah then Mando season a, three in two they're, years they're filming well they're filming book of boba right now and that's going to be released when like we've been getting man mando and then mando i think is going to be released like in the winter of 2022 or like maybe the early fall or early spring yeah i mean that's i'm not like upset about that I would say though that I'm like I was pretty happy with the turnaround from season one to season two of Mandalorian. Like it was pretty freaking quick. Like they were. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like, whoa, is it a less than a year, or was it like a year exactly? Pretty much. It was. It was pretty much a year. I think. Yeah. yeah I think te- technically, I think it was less than a year because Disney Plus dropped in November of mm-hmm. 2019, and this came out in October of 2020. But yeah, so essentially yeah. a year. They, and they did a, they I did mean. A good job. It's got to be quick because, I mean, I know Kaz kind of got on me about this take earlier, but all the shows have kind of been confirmed to be connected. Like hmm. Mando, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, and the Cara Dune show are, are confirmed to be connected and they're going to have some overlap. So they are going to have to pump those things out pretty quick. And I've, been, I've been hearing on the back channels that it's season four of Mandalorian where everything is going to start popping off definitely hmm. means we're gonna see ahsoka tano in the kenobi show and i'm i'm yeah. i'm excited for that i think i think it's i think it's a i think it's a i think it's an unrealistic bad product if you don't see her in the kenobi series absolutely Be- because there she obviously she wasn't as close with obi-wan as she was with anakin but like but they're clo- she was still close they enough are... with obi-wan to where they would have interacted with each other and she knows he's there <laughs> mm-hmm in 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 rebels it's 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 implied that she knows he's on Tatooine watching Luke. Yeah. So like if if uh, if Darth Maul can find him, Ahsoka can definitely find him. Yeah, my um my my big prediction for season 4 is uh I think I think it's pretty obvious like where they're kind of going with this and why Moff Gideon needs Grogu is to use his blood to create Snoke. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's season 4 is going to bring Grogu back, maybe bring Luke back, bring Ahsoka back, and it's going to be more the Jedi trying to stop the return of the Sith, which I think could be really cool, not only because that sounds fucking dope, but because, obviously we've seen the sequels, they would fail at that. And they, yeah, they, they would fail at the Empire, like, creating Snoke. This mm-hmm. this whole Preventing show Empire. is very much being built up for failure, and and I mean, that's that's part of the reason why people love, like, Game of Thrones, because like Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones is like, yeah, somebody's gonna win, but it's probably not gonna be who you want, and everyone you (laughs) love is gonna die. That's part of the reason why I loved Rogue One so much, because like you see all these characters, and you're like, these these guys aren't in the original ones; they're gone. See, I think I think the only people in the Mandalorian that can make it past the sequels, if you want it to be good, is Grogu, because he's. He just ages so much differently than everybody, mm. but like, I think I think from like I think at the end of Mand- uh, at the end of the Mandalorian series, I think Din's gonna be dead. I think I don't think I think I don't think you have to show Ahsoka dying, but like, if she well, dies in between Mando and, that, and the sequel, pull a rebels like, uh, and be like, oh, maybe she's dead. Ooh, who knows? I can honestly I know. see like the whole like I mean, remember how like in the sequels it was like the whole like the Force like like the life transfer thing it was like when like since when is this a thing you know like remember like when that happened and like they started so, like transferring life i could kind so of see be... like grogu like like kind of like how, like oh like where is grogu in the sequels because you don't see him at all and then like i could kind of see like that happening with like maybe palpatine and like snoke like i could like obviously like you're saying everybody's gonna fail like this mando is setting up to fail people are gonna die i could kind of see like an interaction between whether it's snoke 
or Palpatine or something, and like where like Grogu just gets like absolutely consumed by like one of them. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. So one of the one of the things I get a, I mean it's understandable that people don't know, but like the the force powers displayed in the sequels are all established force powers we've seen if you've watched the movies you haven't seen it happen but in like the comics and some of the other books and in the games like yeah you can you can heal yourself you can transfer life to other people you can like take revenge, revenge of the sith the video game space. you can turn your force power into health uh, yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> see so so i think i Shout think the, the PlayStation problem too. not not gonna not gonna get too much into uh this but i think the problem what they did there is that for the people who like just watch the movies there's no context for those powers lack lack just of kind of like they're like yeah these the these things down. happen so we're just gonna take them and put them here and it's like no you gotta you gotta like you gotta earn that that's that's the whole thing is that like it needs to be established and yeah. earned yeah i mean i think sorry go ahead I, th- I think their whole problem with the sequels, and again, we can get into this more later, but like from the beginning of Force Awakens to the end of Rise of Skywalker, or The Last Jedi, it's like three days. Like there's absolutely no time for anybody to train or progress off screen. Mm. And you don't really see that with the original trilogy because they're spa- the movies are spaced out over years. And so I think that, that can, that's really where people get irked and it's like, you know... Ah, like why is Ray so powerful? And then you have nothing, Ryan Johnson saying, "Oh, if you don't like this movie, you're anti-feminist." And it's like, yeah. bro, like no. And okay, so Calm moving down. on to moving on back to Mandalorian season two, on to feminism, the group of four women storming Moff Gideon's uh, ship. They didn't draw attention to it. Nobody argued with it. There wasn't like a snide, like "Oh, girls only" comment. They just yeah. did it. They did it well. They did it great. Mm. That's that's how you make strong women in media. You don't you don't force it down other people's throats. You're like these. This is a group of strong women, and it's normal. And it's just like yes, that's that's how it's supposed to be. Exactly, and it's yeah. because they they gave those job. characters context before right. showing off their powers. We it's know. Like you, you showed off Ray's power without giving her any context. Right. Yeah. Like you got showed off. Who's the Who is the other? Not Bo-Katan. Who's the other one? What's her name? Yeah. You know uh, who knows? Uh, I don't even know. I don't. I don't female know Mandalorian one. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like when like when they're uh, when like Mando and uh, Boba Fett go and like meet them and like that little like bar thing. Like that was a cool like establishing point where it was like okay. And it wasn't like it wasn't like they were forcing it down like like our throats like this chick just like beat the shit out of like Boba Fett. It's like yeah okay lady, but it's like Boba Fett like had a couple shots, and then like that other chick had a couple shots, and then it ended up with Boba Fett and the other lady like flame throwing each other. And it was like okay, I love what they did here. It wasn't like like girl power like like to a point where it's like you're forcing it down like your throat and it's like okay this lady just wouldn't kick the shit out of boba fett who's like one of the nastiest bounty hunters ever like it was like an equal like like she can hold her ground which is essentially what the whole movement is about is like women she's a trained mandalorian warrior yeah exactly she can hold her ground because she's a mandalorian yeah and i think it's got nothing to do with her gender they've earned they've earned and they've worked hard and they're badass and i love it yeah, yeah, and I think way. I think when you I think when you do what you did in the sequels, it just becomes disingenuous, and it's yeah. okay. You're saying that Ray is super powerful because she's a girl, and if we have a problem with that, then we're anti-feminist, and that's just not the case. You just you just wrote her poorly, and that's on you. Right. But again, yeah. we can get into all of this at a different yeah, time. Trying try, try to keep it trying to Mando keep it season Honestly, two if we can. Episode episode two of the Clark side can literally be anti Ryan Johnson, and I'd be all for that. But um, we are coming up on an hour, so I think that we should I think we should wrap it up real quick. But before that, does anybody have any thoughts? Any other any closing thoughts on the Mandalorian? Um, Bill Burr had a more <laughs> solid character development arc in season two, episode seven of the Mandalorian. 
than uh, Ray in quotations Skywalker <laughs> Palpatine had in all three sequel movies. That's I can't I can't believe we just did fifty minutes on the Mandalorian. We didn't talk about Bill Burr's character. Oh Best part about Bill Burr. Either. Best part about his character is that he doesn't play a character. He just he plays, plays Bill, Bill Burr in space. Yeah. He just plays war, out, war hardened Bill Burr. Bill Burr's hometown. I hope we get more. I hope we get more of him. I'd say my closing part. Me too. I, I hope now that you brought up Bill Burr, I hope we get more of Bill Burr. I thought that for sure that Bill Burr like was just gonna kind of become like a part of like the gang, like and kind of help take out Moth Gideon. Yeah, so, that's like, what I was. I was that's what I was, I was thinking. Kind of surprised, like when they were and he was just like, I peace. But like, no, I got it when he kind of yeah. like, just like murdered like that guy and kind of got rid of his like all of his demons and stuff. But like, I'd love to see Bill Burr come back. I think and I know. I he think started off as like kind of like a a Star Wars hater, right? Because like, didn't he like make like a ton of like jokes about Star Wars like fans and like he was like anti Star Wars and then Star Wars was like, so do you want to be on Star Wars? And he was like, I mean, sure. So like, I'd love to see more of him. I think I think what Dave Filoni and John Favreau has proved is that unless they kill somebody on screen in front of your eyes. They're always gonna yeah, keep coming. Yeah. That character is always gonna keep coming back. So I, I think we'll definitely and even get more if they Bilber. do kill them on the screen it's, in front it's of your so, eyes. It's so hard alive. to. They're yeah, so they're gonna come to back. keep track of who's alive and who's not alive. Cause like, yeah, like does do they bring Darth Maul back again? Like does he survive Obi Wan yeah, and Rebels? Yeah, like who knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows? you know, maybe. He's been cut in half in both directions. He's still kicking. Yeah, he's just got you know he's he's now three quarters uh, robot and then one quarter Darth Maul. My uh, my my hot take or maybe not hot take but just my closing thoughts on the Mandalorian is I think early in season three, you need somebody, you need somebody to die. I think it obviously it can't be Din, it can't be Grogu, and obviously it can't be Cara Dune because she's getting her own show. But I it think it could be Cara Dune. You think? The, I mean. As far as I know, we don't have a lot of information on the Cara Dune show. My guess is that it's going to be her time... It's going to start her time in the Rebel Army on Endor and end with her just just before she meets Mando. Yeah, that that would be pretty sweet. I think sense. it's going to be like also, a prequel beca- series. Because she's kind of a, um, a MAGA piece of shit, I could... <laughs> Disney, kill her off. Yeah, kill her off and make the Rangers of the New Republics... Somebody completely different. Like, I'd be down for that. But I think, I mean, those are just three people. I mean, off the bat, you can't kill Mando, you can't kill Rogu, and then I just don't think that she'll die. I think you need, um, you know, Bo-Katan or somebody, somebody else that we know. I think you need them to die to kind of go off of what you were saying, Matt, where, like, the stakes feel kind of low. I think you need to raise the stakes by killing somebody. Yeah, even, like, mid-season. I wouldn't even say, like, right off the rip. I'd say, like, mid-season. Yeah kind of give like a little bit of like inspiration and like a little more like kind of like drive to like i don't know whatever the hell they're doing like, yeah because i think it completely changes the remaining dynamic of a season if you kill somebody who's pretty major before yeah. the finale mm-hmm. because uh, then so, it's like where are we going so if we're gonna go down that road uh my guess is that they're gonna kill off uh grief <laughs> who's grief who's Grief is is Carl Weathers, his his buddy on uh his, oh, his home yeah, planet, yeah. the guy that like gives him out the bounties. His, I mean, uh, the Grief his, his name is escaping me, but he's he's one of the he's his, one of the directors to the show. Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Oh, Carl Weathers. His, his name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. If if yeah, somebody's could... gonna die, I think they've now established that he's not quite as important to the plot, but he's still mm-hmm. significant to Mando, and I think he that would be a good character to boot out the yeah, door. I think it's gotta it's him. gonna be him or Bo Katan. Yeah, Fair enough. I, mean, I feel like Bo Katan needs to be around at least until the end. Yeah. So true. then she can like either die just before yeah. the finale, so then Mando's like revenge or mm-hmm. she can die at the finale and be like I bestow upon you the Darksaber. You, mm-hmm. And you you have Lord to... Mando. I feel like Carl Weathers' so... death would kinda be like a nice like to show that time has passed kind of death like it wouldn't like yeah. it wouldn't be like a like a whole not necessarily the right. plot line has changed right now but like yeah. it would right. be like a nice kind of like okay it carries, something actually happened it would it would raise the stakes without changing too much it carries emotional weight but it doesn't mean too much for the story as a whole yeah, yeah. so matt what's the deal with uh bo-katan just accepting somebody giving her the dark okay. saber and rebel so all right <laughs> Don't, What's I can't, that? I can't. Yeah, I, I saw can't. that. That's, that's kind of I think, up. okay. 
get back to me when you guys have watched Rebels. I think I, uh, I think I've, the I Dark Saber. It, so I've seen enough. Look, so yes, Sabine gave her the Dark Saber, and she was like, "Cool beans, thanks for this, very neat." But technically, you're supposed to win the Dark Saber. Technically, you're supposed to defeat the holder of the Dark Saber. Sort of. I don't know. The the rules on the Dark Saber aren't very clear. Like, could you just give it to somebody? Do you have to kill whoever had... It's kind of like the Elder Wand in Harry Potter. It's like, yeah, like, I can just take it. I can disarm this kid who's never even used the Elder Wand, and now it belongs to me. Like, it's kind of like the the rules aren't very clear. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think she took it from Sabine, not really understanding how it worked, or thinking just like, oh, it's okay. Just owning it means I am the ruler. And then, like, Mandalorian's... Or even the Empire itself, kind of like sowing seeds of doubt, were like, that's not how the Darksaber works. And then people were like, no, f- fuck you, Bo-Katan Kreese. You, you ain't hashtag not my ruler. And um, so now she's like, shit, if I want to do this, I got to do it the right way. So there's no no room for interpretation. I'm the ruler. So I think I think it's good character development for her potentially. I don't know. We mm-hmm. we again. I feel like once we have like the established rules, because I think I think she either made a mistake by just taking it from Sabine and she didn't know any better, or I think the way she's looking at it now is that since Gideon took it from her, she she needed to take it back from him. I feel. Okay. Not, what are like the rules though? Because it's like I, again, anything, we, I feel like a I feel like a lightsaber if anything, should be, like, more, like, you gotta win this thing. Like, if you're going, I mean, obviously, two different universes, but, like, if you're going off, like, the Harry Potter, like, analogy, it's, like, like, yeah, the Darksaber is, like, pretty freaking sick, and it's, like, essentially a lightsaber, but it's, like, what, like... Well, it is a lightsaber. Yeah, it it is a lightsaber. Watch the Clone Wars before you open your mouth to me about the Darksaber. It was was created by the first Mandalorian Jedi about a thousand years ago. I'm not downplaying the Darksaber at all, but I'm just saying, like, if that's how Darksabers work, then why is that not how lightsabers work? Because the Darksaber is specific to Mandalore. Right, the Darksaber signifies, like, represents the ruling power of Mandalore. And the Mandalorians are just whack with all their traditions and shit, and they—I gotcha. don't know. Yeah, trying, didn't, trying... didn't just kind of toss in the trying to toss the saber to to Bo is kind of another. He doesn't care about Mandalore that much anymore. Right. He's like, I don't, I don't really care about this. I don't want to rule. I just want to. Well, he, he, I just want to get my child to daycare. I want to get my child into school. <laughs> Din's never been to Mandalore. He doesn't really know anyone from Mandalore. He doesn't give a shit about Mandalore. So it's it's kind of like. It's kind of like, have you ever been to Brazil? No? no. No? Yeah. What if somebody just came up to you and was like, here, this piece of paper means you're the president of Brazil. Would you be like, cool, or would you be like, no, nah, that's gay. I don't want that. Give it to somebody who cares. Like, why do I give a shit about Brazil? You know what I'm saying? Not that there's anything wrong with being gay. No, 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 no. Not at all. That is absolutely You know, true. we're not, we're not, um... We're, nope. What's, what is that, what is that, who's the like the marshal now like the republic the new republic marshal what's her name cara dune yeah yeah, cara dune we're not a you uh, watch the show yeah i don't know like her name (laughs) we're not a um we're not like uh wow probably giving off most likely giving off like lesbian vibes but like loki at the same time homophobic podcast yeah, I saw we, I saw a are... TikTok the other day, and it was like, "What seems gay and homophobic at the same <laughs> yeah. time?" And it was it was just Carter Dune. We yeah, we I think are we are very welcoming to people of all credences and ethnicities and beliefs and sexualities. Yeah. Give me a give me a I gay apologize Jedi if I have already. offended anyone. Give me I mean, a gay Jedi. Yeah, I I would say I would say make Ahsoka Tano lesbian, but that would I mean crush she me. already. Because have, I have a huge crush on have you, Tano. Have you not watched the Clone Wars? Dude, if you're about I to mean, open like your mouth her, and you're about Barriss look, look, all I'm saying is that her and Barriss definitely were, like, scissoring 
behind the Jedi Temple. <laughs> Bear, Bears, Afi, and Mace Windu in the top three of reasons why Anakin Skywalker turns to the dark side. Honestly, but that's, that's fuck for another Barris. Time. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that, that's, that's a Clone Wars episode. That, that in, the, uh, in the business is what we call a tease. So come, come back for next episode, and maybe, maybe we'll talk about Barris Afi. Yeah, so probably probably not because Cam Cam would have to watch uh, five seasons of television <laughs> in that time. But um, anyway, I think this is a good place to stop. Um, if you if you listen this far, thank you for that. Um, follow us on Twitter at um, Clarkside Pod. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, Ryan. I don't even know if I'm gonna listen this far. I mean, we lived it. We lived it. Yeah, we lived it. I'll definitely, I'll definitely leave it open on my phone to we get to listen. We experienced this. But I certainly won't listen, I certainly won't listen to it, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I hate the sound of my own voice. Yeah, I exactly. That too, that too. But any, But really. Um, Just kidding, Matt. That was a joke. I think we're going to... We're gonna we're gonna sign off right now. We'll come up with a uh, we'll come up with a more regular um, recording time and posting time when we uh, when we can. We'll let you guys know. Um, this episode will hopefully be out within a few days of us recording, and so we will hopefully be able to record another one after that. We'll within see. A few days. I it's think, just it's just before Christmas, so we might yeah, our schedule is, might get a little wonky. It is just before Christmas. We're we're just finishing up school getting back into the work grind so um i think i can speak for the other two here when i say hopefully we'll do one a week one recording a week i'd say that's a, i'd say that's a fair goal a fair goal yeah and then i mean we say that we're a star wars podcast but however i think we're going to get into some marvel maybe some harry potter um Ooh. anything you know anything you guys want to hear feel free to tweet at us or i DM am the us. resident nerd master so feel free to bring up almost any topic because i am sure i have an opinion on it yeah you know, we'll any, be talking any kind of uh any kind of hentai throw it in there you know like we're really yeah cool. definitely yes we will hentai have an anime. entire episode dedicated to hentai you heard it here first <laughs> started with the assassination of archduke franz ferdinand which plunged the world into world war Two. thanks japan <laughs> uh, i believe that was world war one archduke I'm not a history major. 